Hello, this is Supriti from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 1st of March. India registered 6,915 new COVID-19 cases and 119 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally stands at over 4 crore 29 lakh, while the death toll crossed 5 lakh 13,000. So far, India has administered over 177 crore COVID-19 vaccinations, of which over 18 lakh doses were given yesterday. The COVID-19 cases have been less than 1 lakh for the 23rd consecutive day now. The active cases in the country dipped to 92,472, while the recovery rate improved marginally to 98.59%, according to the Health Ministry data. A modelling study by IIT Kanpur researchers has stated that the fourth wave of COVID-19 pandemic may start around 22nd June and peak in August. Yesterday, the Indian Railways announced the resumption of general class passenger services, which had been suspended due to COVID-19. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 433 million people, claiming the lives of over 5.9 million. Prime Minister Narendra Modi today spoke at a virtual rally in Manipur, where he stated that the Bharatiya Janata Party is initiating several unifying programs like Go to Hills, Go to Village in order to defeat separatist propaganda in the state, the Indian Express reported. Modi said, and I quote, For us, Manipur and North East is the centre of India's unity, end quote. Voting for the first phase of Manipur Assembly polls concluded yesterday. It was held in 1,721 polling stations spread across 38 assembly constituencies. A voter turnout of 78.03% was recorded till 5pm, as per the poll officials. Manipur Chief Minister N. Biren Singh on the Prime Minister's virtual address stated that an AIMS centre will be opened in the state with the government aiming for the development of sports and startups which will, in turn, provide large-scale employment for the youth. On the other hand, in an interview with the Indian Express, the Union Home Minister Amit Shah expressed confidence over BJP's win in Uttar Pradesh. He said, and I quote, Do not look at the job sector like communists who consider only government jobs as employment. This is not correct. There is a difference between jobs and employment. We have improved the employment situation. It's natural that people talk about jobs. But you have to understand the difference. There are so many startups. We have improved the e-marketing opportunities. End quote. Speaking of elections, our team of reporters and producers are still on the ground in the poll-bound states like Uttar Pradesh, catching the pulse of the voters to bring you a comprehensive account of issues that truly matter. You can check out their reportage under the Assembly Elections 2022 tab on our website, newslaundry.com. While you're there, do check out the recent report on the Manipur elections. It is titled, A Divided House, Why Manipur Might See the Rise of a New Chief Minister. To continue bringing you the stories that matter, we need your support. We are not funded by the government or private corporations. What we do is only possible because our subscribers pay to keep our independent news platform running. Help us keep the spirit of independent news alive. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that red subscribe button on the top right-hand corner today. Our lowest subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Today, the Indian External Affairs Ministry confirmed the death of an Indian student in Kharkiv, Ukraine, as it was hit by intense shelling by Russian offensives, the Hindustan Times reported. 
According to ANI, the student has been identified as Naveen Shekharappa, who was from Karnataka. Arindam Bakchi, the ministry spokesperson, stated in a tweet, and I quote, With profound sorrow, we confirm that an Indian student lost his life in shelling in Kharkiv this morning. The ministry is in touch with his family. We convey our deepest condolences to the family. End quote. India has reinstated its demand to Russia and Ukraine for safe evacuation of Indians stranded in conflict zones. Harshvardhan Shingla, the foreign secretary, has made this demand in several meetings with both Russia and Ukraine. There are around 2,000 to 4,000 Indian students in Kharkiv who haven't been able to leave the city due to the closed airspace and a disruption of rail and other public transport services. Earlier today, Prime Minister Narendra Modi had met President Ramnath Kovind to brief him on issues regarding the Ukraine crisis and the country's efforts to bring back its citizens amid the escalating military situation in Ukraine, NDTV reported. The Indian government has launched Operation Ganga for evacuation of its nationals through countries near Ukraine as the country's airspace has remained closed since 24th February. The Prime Minister, amid increasing criticism regarding evacuation of students stranded in Ukraine, has held three meetings with cabinet ministers since yesterday. The government has also announced the assignment of four ministers, which include Harshdeep Puri, Jyotiraditya Sindhya, Kiran Rijiju and VK Singh, to travel to Ukraine's neighbouring countries in order to oversee the evacuation process, NDTV reported. Furthermore, Modi has also stated that India will aid people from neighbouring countries who are stranded in Ukraine. So far, 1,992 Indians have been evacuated from Ukraine through nine flights operated under Operation Ganga. The co-founder of Bharat Pay, Ashneer Grover, has today resigned from the company after the laying off of his wife, Madhuri Jane Grover, on the grounds of alleged financial irregularities regarding fake invoices to build the company for personal expenses, NDTV reported. Grover addressed a letter to the Bharat Pay board informing them about his decision of resignation. In the letter, he said, and I quote, Since the beginning of 2022, unfortunately, I have been embroiled in baseless and targeted attacks on me and my family by a few individuals who are ready not only to harm me and my reputation, but also harm the reputation of the company, which ostensibly they are trying to protect, end quote. Earlier, Grover was sent on leave on allegations of fraudulent practices as well as abusive statements against the staff of Kotak Mahindra Bank. He, however, has denied these claims. Meanwhile, Grover and his wife had accused the Kotak Mahindra Bank for reneging on a promise to get Grover shares worth rupees 500 crore in Nika's initial public offering, NDTV reported. Further on, Grover had filed an arbitration plea with the Singapore International Arbitration Centre, stating that the investigation conducted against him was illegal. This, however, was rejected by the SIAC, giving him no relief in the matter. On the sixth day of Russia's invasion into Ukraine, the Russian military continued its attacks in the country with the satellite images displaying a 40-mile convoy near Kiev, the capital of Ukraine, the Indian Express reported. The Russian military yesterday intensified shellings that targeted Ukraine's second-largest city, Kharkiv, amid the decision to resume talks between the two countries in Belarus. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has stated that the escalation in Russian forces can be attributed to Russia trying to force him into concessions. In a video address, he said, and I quote, I believe Russia is trying to put pressure on Ukraine with this simple method, end quote. 
Furthermore, he said that Kiev was not prepared for concessions with the Russian forces attacking them with rocket artillery. There were air raid alerts issued in Kiev, Rivine, Ternopil, Venetia, and Volin, with citizens being asked to reach the nearest shelters. According to AFP, the Russian army personnel have reached Kherson, a city in southern Ukraine near the Russian-controlled region of Crimea. Meanwhile, India has asked its citizens to leave Kiev immediately amid increased tensions in the area. Last night, more than 70 Ukrainian soldiers were killed as Russian artillery fired on a military base in Okhtyrka city that lies between Kharkiv and Kiev, the Indian Express reported. In an emergency special session of the UN General Assembly on Ukraine, India stated that it was deeply concerned over the deteriorating situation in Ukraine and thereby reiterated its call for an immediate cessation of violence and an end to all hostilities. India's permanent representative to the UN, T.S. Tirumati, stated that all the differences can only be bridged through honest, sincere and sustained dialogues, the Indian Express reported. He said, and I quote, India is deeply concerned that the situation in Ukraine continues to deteriorate. We reiterate our call for immediate secession of violence and end to hostilities. My government firmly believes that there is no other choice but to return to the path of diplomacy. End quote. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.